Okay, thank you, my students. I just want to just highlight the last stanza, the first two lines. It says, let us labor for the master from the dawn till setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. As long as we live on this earth, our duty, our responsibility that God has laid upon us is we should labor for him, for the master, from dawn till setting sun. That's what I say. We don't have time, my friends. We don't have time from dawn till setting sun. We don't have time. Our work is to preach the gospel of Christ to the un unbelieving people. So it says here in the second line, let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. There are many words that we can speak out, we can say to many people, but the most of all is his wondrous love and his wonderful care. That's what we are to share to the unbelieving people tonight. As, uh, for us tonight and for, for you, it is the daytime. Uh, tonight, I just want to bring a meditation from the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. I think we all know this passage. Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to verses 1 to 3. Isaiah chapter 61 verses 1 to 3. I read, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Verse 2. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give Unto them beauty for asses, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. May God bless us through this holy word. Now here in verse 1, we find... The prophet Isaiah, we all know that this is the Messiah, Messiah, the Messiah's ministry. Okay, Messiah, let's say, uh, Isaiah is uh, uh, a type of uh, Jesus Christ, type of Jesus Christ. Now here in uh, verse one, we find the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. It says here, <clears throat> uh, it continues saying that because he uh, he had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. In this passage, uh, there are six things I want to focus. Uh, in another word, I will say there are six infinitives we have. Two, two, two and so, two and so. We have six infinitives we have in this passage. Now, here in verse one, it says that because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings, the word anointed is coming from the Hebrew word, ma, ma, <clears throat> what is that? Masa, masak, which, is, which indicates a pouring on of oil 
to set to set apart a person for a specific office specific office the anointing here emphasizes the prophetic nature of Christ's ministry Christ's ministry now let's go down here the the six infinitives the first one that we find here is that as we said this is the the, the messiah's ministry uh, let's say uh, the even jesus christ himself uh, quoted this verse uh, if i'm not mistaken he quoted up to verse 2 in luke chapter 4 verse verses 17 and uh, sorry verses 18 and 19 he quoted this passage now when we see this uh, the first infinitive it says that to preach good tidings unto the meek to preach good tidings or the gospel of the redeemer or of christ to the meek to the penitent to the humble and to the poor this is a reference to the proclamation of the gospel and the it is uh, actually actually to the priority of evangelism it is the priority of evangelism to preach good tidings to preach the gospel of christ that is the first infinitive that we find here and the second thing that we find is to bind up the broken hearted to place a, uh, let's say uh, a bandages of uh, healing for those who, whose hearts are broken for sin to bind up to heal let's say to heal okay, the broken hearted we all we, we we all are captive into sin we are bound we are wounded because of sin so the lord jesus christ came to this earth to bring the healing for the, the brokenness that we have the wound that we have here it's it, this uh, healing is for those whose hearts are humble especially if we are ignorant if we are uh, let's say if we don't if we are not willing to accept the salvation or the the message that comes through christ then it is not possible for us but it is especially for the broken hearted those who are totally broken in their heart because of the sins that they committed or because of the sins that they have in their life if they, they if they humble themselves and come to christ christ will heal them it is for those whose hearts are broken for sin who are truly humble under the sense of guilt and dread of wrath they are bound they are bound up they are healed in the gospel of christ their brokenness is hard by god that is the second thing that we find here now in uh, number 3 the the three i mean the third thing that we find here is that Uh, to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison we know that isaiah was a prophet especially during the babylonian captivity the people of israel were under captivity 
And the message is given to Isaiah he to proclaim the liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison. That's what it says. But uh, I think uh, in this passage, uh, it, what it means to say is that, as we have uh, uh, said uh, previously in the in the in the in the previous uh, uh, point, uh, as we all are under sins, the relationship that we have with God the Father was already broken uh, right through Adam. Adam and Eve, when Adam and Eve committed sin, we are all becoming sinners. We become sinners. We become sinners. We are all under the bondage of sin. So this is the ministry of Isaiah at the same time. It is the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to this earth to proclaim the liberty to the captive, to the captivity or to the captives and the opening of the prison. We are all chained in sin. We are all chained in sin. We are all bound. So Jesus Christ came to release us. In the Hebrew, this phrase is the same phrase used for the proclamation of freedom at the ear of Jubilee. That's what we find in the Jewish tradition, right? When all slaves were set free. When all slaves were set free. By the dominion of sin in us, we are bound under the power of Satan. We are totally depraved. The total depravity. We are all totally depraved. We don't have any means, any other options to, to save by ourselves. But Jesus Christ, being King, being God, being Lord of Lords, he, he himself had to come down to this earth, to the sinful world, to save us from this bondage of sin to deliver us from this sin from this bondage that's what we find so to save our time let's go to the fourth one it says to proclaim the acceptable year of the lord and the day of vengeance of our god to comfort all that mourn that's what we find to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. In another version, we find to proclaim the favor of the Lord. The favor of the Lord. What is the favor of the Lord? What is the acceptable year of the Lord? Jesus Christ had uh, came down to this earth to save us. This is my interpretation. I don't know the other comment, the comment um, like the, the scholars, how they interpret about this, but since he came down to this, uh, that is the good news. That is the tidings, right? The tidings, that is the acceptable year of the Lord. That is the favor of the Lord. He himself brought to us, right? That is the favor of the Lord. The acceptable year of the Lord. That He brought salvation to the human, humankind. I think that is the favor of the Lord. That is the acceptable year of the Lord for all of us, right? We are bound and now set free. This is the, the gospel proclamation. And it is like the blowing of Zubilee's trumpet, which proclaimed the great release. We are released. We are released. We have been released from our sins because Christ came down to this sinful world, to this earth. It proclaims the free grace. Perhaps it is called the acceptable ear of the Lord. 
to proclaim the day of vengeance of our Lord. The day of vengeance may refer to the judgment on believers during tribulation. That is the time that God's wrath is going to pour out to the world, to the universe. It may refer to the vengeance. I mean, this vengeance may also refer to uh, what to say. It may refer to the vengeance on sin and Satan, death and hell, and all the powers of darkness to be destroyed in order to our deliverance. When Christ triumphed over on the cross, that is another exception that we have. Let's go to the, the next point. Uh, to comfort all that mourns. All that mourns. He is sent to comfort all who mourn and who mourning and seek him. Especially those who seek him in their, when they are in sorrow, when they are in trouble. If, if they seek him, then Christ is ever ready to comfort those people, those who mourn. But yes, we've said before, if we are not lonely, if we are not humble ourselves, then I don't think, right, the proud, the proud people will never, will never accept Christ. The proud people will never accept Christ. Unless we humble ourselves, unless we are lonely, unless we are meek, I don't think Christ is going to Christ is going to talk to us. The Holy Spirit is talk, going to talk to us. Unless we open up our hearts and minds and come to him, kneel down before him, bow down before in humility, in humiliation, Christ is not going to accept us. If we are in trouble, if we mourn for any reason, The most important thing is that our hearts should go to Christ. We should humble ourselves. We should be meek and lowly. Then only Christ can come to our life. Number six, we have to grant to those who mourn in Zion as blessings out of Zion are spiritual blessings. So mourn, mourners in Zion are holy mourners. Mourners in Zion are holy mourners. Their sorrows are carried to the throne of grace. Their sorrows and their troubles are carried to the throne of grace. The recipients of these blessings would be those who are broken because of their personal sin. Those who are broken. Otherwise, we cannot be a recipient of salvation. We cannot be a recipient of the blessings or the comfort. We have run out, out of time. Let me just uh, go a little bit. And here we find in uh, verse 4, uh, verse 3, 
to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for asses. Those who mourn, their asses will be changed, will be exchanged to beauty. And their mourning will be changed or exchanged into the oil of joy. That's what we find. The beauty says the beauty. This same root word is used to describe the glory and the radiance of a Jehovah, God, who is the light of Jerusalem. So these ashes would be exchanged with what do you say? The radiance and the glory of Jehovah in our life. And so and also it says the oil of joy for mourning. The oil of joy which makes their face to shine. The mourning will be exchanged with the oil of joy. In their face, there won't be any more mourning. There won't be any more a kind of uh, a gloomy face. Maybe because of the struggle, the trouble that they have personally, maybe because of their sins and because of our sins. But Christ is coming to give us, to exchange this, the morning into sign. And here it says the garment of praise. Garment of praise. The garment of praise, garments that were on on Thanksgiving Day, especially I think in the Jewish tradition. In the Thanksgiving Day, the garments that they wore. So those exchanges, those exchanges we have in Christ, Christ brought all these, all these things in our life, in our life. Our mourning will be changed into the vengeance, the glory of God in our life, to which we can sign like believers, like Christians, not like the unbelievers. But God is going to sign to us that people will see who we are. We are not alone. We are not going to uh, go through the struggle, the troubles that, or the mourning that we, are, we, we have in our life. But God is going to work too. That's what we find here. So this evening, as we, uh, we have just shared, just, uh, I think we have run a little long time already. We have run out. But I just want to sh- uh, uh, say in, uh, in a conclusion is that here we are, we are believers, we are given responsibility. Actually, I was uh, thinking of sharing from the, uh, the book of Matthew chapter 28, uh, that the great commission that we have. But um, uh, when I was there, maybe in the last Saturday, I think Sarik was uh, sharing a little bit about this. So I just 
just uh, skip that one and then I just came to this uh, this message uh, today. Um, so one, 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 one thing that I want to say from this passage is that uh, I just want to place ourselves into this position like uh, as Christ, as Isaiah, we are commissioned uh, uh, with uh, the, the responsibility and the burdens that we should uh, go. Our duty is to, pro- to proclaim or to do all these, the, the, the six infinitives that we find, I mean, we find in this passage, it is all our duty. As we pass it on, this message to the people, it is our duty, it is our responsibility to tell or to proclaim the tithing, the great tidings of Jesus Christ. To comfort the mourns, to comfort the people who are mourning. We are responsible to bring especially those who are in captivity, those who are in bondage in sin. It is our duty, it's our responsibility to go and share the word of God to bring them to Christ. This is our duty as Isaiah did it. And that was the main message that uh, even the Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ himself did on this earth. Not only he brought salvation, salvation work, but also he preached he preached. Likewise, we also ought to preach the gospel to the unbelieving people. It is our duty, it's our responsibility. So this is uh, just my challenge to all of us tonight. Uh, tonight.